Hi there. Welcome back to the Think Curiously podcast. I hope you're well. I hope you had a good Christmas break. It's actually been quite a sabbatical for the podcast, I suppose. Um, I think it might have been back in October, possibly the end of September, since the last time we put out some content. But nonetheless, we're back and it's episode 76. Now, if you follow the podcast, you'll know that I've developed a bit of an interest in poetry over recent times, more specifically spoken word poetry. And I've been very fortunate enough to have a lot of support from listeners of this podcast and followers all across social media that really have helped spread the word and I've made some great connections. It's taken from taken me from a situation where I was reading about it and just playing about with some words on paper to now getting to the point where people are coming to me to write some words for them and for, the, for people that they know. So I've been very fortunate enough to have had the opportunity to work with three different organizations and slash people and write three commission pieces. So on top of my own pieces that I've, I've put out on the podcast, uh, the website and social media, these three have been specific. They've been more meaningful to whatever the aims of the organization that I'd written them for. Now, one of them wants to say, wants to say anonymous, uh, although I did put a piece out and we took some of the words and the phrasing out of it. So it didn't relate back to that person or organization. But with this one, the one that I'm going to share with you today, it's meant to be there front and center for everybody to listen to. The organization I've been working closely with has been the Zachary Geddes Break the Silence Trust. And you would have heard on recent podcasts uh, where I've been promoting their main support hub. Well, back in 2000, back in October, sorry, 2021, I was invited to their weekly men support hub in Korean, a small group of men who essentially meet every Monday to chat and socialize and they receive support uh, for their mental health issues from mentors that are there. And before I attended, one of the mentors of the group had heard my work and had asked that if I could help put the words of uh, the men that are in that group into a poem. But not a poem that speaks of kind of roses and green grasses and, and blue skies. It's not motivational. It's not inspirational. It's not quotes on the board. A poem that tells of the dark, deep and destructive side of mental health issues to really get into the nitty gritty, I suppose, of what it is like to live with mental health and why organizations like this, the Zachary Geddes Break the Silence Trust and many others are so, so, so important and so vital. And if you can support them in any possible way, and not just the Zachary Geddes uh, Break the Silence Trust, but whatever mental health organization that you know that are local to you, that you see on socials. And the thing is that we scroll through our social media constantly, every single day. And I'm sure we might see, I don't know, 100, 150 posts if we go across all the different social media uh, platforms. How many of them do we actually, do we connect with? How many of them do we say, you know what, they deserve our support, therefore I will like, therefore I will share? Because even a like, even a share, it might seem so inconspicuous, but to that organization, it helps break the logarithms of all those social media platforms that they're on. It brings their message to a new audience. And that's, that's exactly what we need to do with this. We need to grow this conversation. So after that conversation, I attended the meeting and I sat down without a dictaphone. I had no notebook and I just listened. I listened to the stories of pain and anguish, how living with anxiety made every social occasion feel like imprisonment, how the weight of carrying such gets heavier and heavier as you go. I listened as one man explained how he was bullied at school, but he never received the help and support that he needed to cope and understand what those feelings were. And others spoke of 
how he was drowning in a literal sea of medication, how sertraline was his crutch, and a crutch instead of being an aid became an addiction. I also heard one man describe how painful it was just to walk through the bedroom door in the morning. It's almost as if the door frame is where all his pain is harboured and how walking there was like walking through a bramble bush. All of that pain just to get through the bedroom door. There were others too who described invasive thoughts of suicide and walking down the street scared that he would one day jump out in front of a car or a bus. He would give in to those suicidal urges. Then there were stories of alcohol addiction, nightmares, bed sweats and negative thoughts exploding in their head like grenades. There was stories about self-loathing, about smiling to hide the pain, almost like wearing a mask. That was just some of what I picked up and I'm sure there were others that, that passed me by in that meeting but my aim was never to look or to sound as if I knew what I was talking about, as if I was some kind of person that was going to write a poem and it's going to change their worldview. For one, I, I don't know what they're talking about. I have never experienced that, so I can't pretend that I did. But with no pain, with no pen and with no paper, no dictaphone, I wanted to give them my full attention. I wanted to listen and not make it look as if I was trying to listen. And over the course of the following weeks, I got my head down, I wrote and I wrote and I wrote, and I think maybe three versions all together. And what you're about to hear is the final piece. And I sincerely hope that the poem has helped those men who I sat down with in any kind of way lighten the load of whatever their mental health struggles are. I hope that it shows the power in speaking up. And I can honestly hand on heart say that I left that meeting that evening inspired. I was inspired by their strength of character, by their willingness to help others even when they themselves may feel helpless. These men were speaking of lows, of some serious lows that... You would never wish on your, your worst enemy. And, and in fact, the, the gentleman who I kind of touched on earlier on there was talking about jumping in front of a bus. He said something like that in the meeting, something along the lines of you would never wish a mental health issue on your worst enemy. So these men, they're not looking for that adulation. They're not looking to be told that they're brave or courageous or that they're strong. They just want a platform to speak. So I guess I hope this poem does that in many ways. I hope this poem opens up your eyes if you weren't too aware of how dark and how dangerous these thoughts and, and mental health issues can actually get. I will say that it does go deep. It does talk about suicide. It does talk about a few things that you may find distressing and disturbing. And if that's the case and there's a few trigger words, phrases or situations in there that you're not too comfortable with, it may not be a good idea to listen further. But I normally introduce my poems by saying I do hope you enjoy this but rather than saying that this week I am going to say I do hope that you actually hear the stories that are coming through. It's my mental health. It's my mental health that others can't see, but they tell me this is who I am meant to be. But I wake up feeling like I'm in somebody else's body as if the doctor has prescribed a full frontal lobotomy. This prescription of medication that I keep taking is supposed to stop me from breaking, but why then do I scream at night and my vocal cords tremor and shake, but I lie silent and awake? Eyes wide open, I want to crawl into a ball and not show my face at all. To blank out what lies ahead, fighting with those voices inside of my head. I wish I was dead. Have you ever wondered how I see it? The door frame is the main frame that contains all of my pain. 
is like walking through a bramble bush as I ramble through my existence with one eye on the past tense. These thorns embed themselves deeper with each step, like a hammer blow as I walk through the door, sinking each thorn deeper than the ocean floor. I can't stay in this cycle forever as I do endeavour to offload, but at what point will I reach breaking point? Am I at that point? I see you in all that I do, every day, every breath, every minute I am awake. The walls of this house are caving in. Where did this all begin? The burden is getting heavy. The darkness is ready. It will descend without a second glance if given a moment's chance. It started in school. How can life be so cruel? I needed guidance when all I got was sly looks and defiance. This anxiety holds my rational thoughts to ransom. It's the socializing that keeps my heart rate rising. With the sweat running from my brow, I don't want to be here, get me out, it doesn't matter how. Anxiety is like carrying a boulder on my back, slung over your shoulder that weighs you more as you get older. Certainly, it helps me live clean, but only if I stick to a prescribed routine. A routine that's become addictive and the only means by which I can live. It releases serotonin to help me bear the weight of the load, as if I am trying to dampen my urge to explode. It's the nightmares and night scares, coupled with the bed sweats, as I live with the constant regrets of my past. The talking never stops, the silence amplifies its loudness. These demons keep reminding me that I am worthless, that I am surplus to requirements, and I have no purpose. It's my mental health. I spoke about my addiction to the prescriptions, but failed to mention the damage caused by the alcohol. I used it as a distraction, as an excuse not to take action. Coupled with the drugs, it was my magic potion that set into motion a number of tragic events that I used to vent my frustrations. I could tell myself that there's an easy way out, that if I just step out in front of that oncoming bus, it might be my final count. Surrender my life and be removed from the suffering. This is more than just a one-off vision. It's ever present and prevents me from living. The reflection that I see in the mirror is far from clear. It's of a smiling face, but no one wants to embrace. This smile hides the grimace, the discontent that lies within, the disgust and distrust, the self-loathing with my eyes roaming towards the past. If only I had a chance to rewrite the past, would I still feel like an outcast? I remember the feeling of lying awake at night, staring at the ceiling, praying that someone would take away my feelings, remove them from me to release those demons like an exorcism performed to remove this terrorism. If I could reach inside, how would I decide which feelings to remove? There's too many to choose. This head is filled with unpinned grenades linked to this masquerade. As the sounds of the explosions serenades this evil crusade, whilst the devil plays a merry dance as they explode from the seeds that he has sown. My eyes, they are heavy. My thoughts spread like confetti. Sleep is the cousin of death, but I try to keep my dreams alive with each and every breath. Death is ever present like the rains of winter, but the lack of sleep is a constant splinter. A reminder that I don't feel right, and I simply don't have the strength to fight. It's my mental health.